Hello, welcome to the Wednesday, September 7th, 2016 edition of the Sands and its Storm Center's Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich and today I'm recording from Jacksonville, Florida. Google today released the September update for Android. Now, the way they did it this time is they released three different updates and they assigned three different dates to these updates so you know which update you have installed. The first one is labeled with September 1st, but then again, it was released today and it does include the security patches that everybody should apply. The second and the third one only apply to certain hardware components. So if your Android phone doesn't use any of the affected hardware, then it may not need to have that particular security patch. These two are then labeled September 5th and September 6th. So by looking at the exact version date of your Android version, you can then deduct which one of these patches was applied, which of course is for the most part up to the OEM or the carrier you got your device from. For Google Nexus owners, uh, these updates should already be available. Probably noteworthy here are two vulnerabilities that are addressed by the September 1st patch, one in libutils, another one in good old favorite media server. Both are rated critical for their ability to lead to remote code execution. And SecConsult uh, did publish an update to a study they did about nine months ago. In this study, they crawled uh, the internet for systems that use known default keys. So essentially, they connected to SH servers, they connected to HTTPS servers, and based on the public key they got back, they were then able to deduct whether or not this public key was part of a key pair that is well known because it is the default configuration for certain groups of devices. Similar, of course, also for default passwords. Back then, a sec consult went to CERT and they did a big notification of about 50 different vendors trying to get them to fix the problem. So now, nine months later, sec consult went back to see how did things change? Well, it turned out it got worse. Uh, instead of 3.2 million devices with uh, these known default certificates, they now found 4.5 million devices, so about 40% more than they had before. Overall, there are a number of reasons, according to SecConsult, and I think it's pretty obvious. First of all, a lot of vendors don't have sort of a robust patching process. Many of the devices are end of life, so there will actually not be a patch. And also, users really just don't care enough in many cases to apply these updates or change configurations if they can in order to prevent these problems. Now, uh, they go into a little bit more detail on two different vendors, uh, Ubiquity. Uh, they actually reduced the number of systems with default certificates by 62% from 1.1 million to 410,000. However, SecConsult assumes, and that's actually something I've seen myself in our honeypots, that many of them are targeted by bots. So it may actually not be the owner of the device that changed the passwords, but instead 
bot that took the device over. They also uh, provide details on Aruba, which they didn't mention in their original release. In part, the interesting thing with Aruba is that it comes pre-installed with a certificate that is valid for securelogin.arubanetworks.com and that certificate actually turns out to be signed by GeoTrust, so by a valid certificate authority. Most of the other certificates that you find by default are self-signed certificates, so they wouldn't be recognized as valid unless you explicitly trust them. Now, of course, a little bit the sad part with both Aruba and Ubiquiti is that uh, these tend to be more professional use devices that you find in enterprises and in ISPs and the like. These are not your typical home user devices, which of course usually tend to be the bulk of the problem here. And if you need yet another reason to disable automatic proxy detection, there is yet one more exploit out there that can leak credentials from not just Windows system, but also maybe some OS X systems. The trick here is that the attacker uses a USB stick that emulates an Ethernet port. So once you plug the USB stick into the system, the Ethernet port is typically automatically activated. A DHCP server on this USB stick will then configure a proxy and request the machine to authenticate to the proxy, at which point credentials or at least hashes of credentials can be stolen even from a locked system. Pretty interesting exploit, not fundamentally tr new, but an interesting new version of this particular exploit. Well, and that's it for today. So thanks again for listening and talk to you again tomorrow. Bye.